Well, hello, hello. You are listening to Jackie's Heart Podcast, and I am Caitlin Joyce. So today, as I mentioned in the last episode, I'm so excited right now because I get to share with you guys my poems. And as an artsy, creative writer, now actress, poetry has been the first outlet that I've used for God knows how long um, to express myself. Um, there's always this, there's this quote that I, I think it's written by Robert Frost, and it says, poetry is when an emotion has found its thought, and then the thought has found words. And that is beautiful to me because that's exactly how I feel. Like when I write poetry, it stems off an emotion, okay? And those emotions make a thought in my mind. And then I'm using the thoughts I have stemming from that emotion to form it into words that are aesthetically pleasing in my opinion. So I'm going to be sharing with you guys my poetry, um, and this is a whole podcast about relationships. So the majority of the poetry that I share with you will be about relationships, whether it be um, romantic, whether it be relationships in regard to, I don't know, like my sister, or maybe it's about friendship, like you name it. And a lot of times what I found is when I write poems, they are not necessarily based off of me, myself, Caitlin Joyce. They're based off of a character that I create in my mind. Um, as a writer, that's kind of what I do. I think of something that relates to me or a thought that I've had, and I just form the emotion that I feel from that into a thought. And then the thought finds its words through my poetry. So we're going we're gonna to delve right in. Okay, and I want to give a shout out to my friend and my castmate, Tiffany. Because yesterday she gave me a really cool microphone for doing my podcasts. So that's what I'm using right now. Uh, I may have to like, you know, kind of finagle with it to figure it out the best I can. But I'm super thankful for that. Um, and she gave it to me yesterday. We had met up as a cast, as a group at a place in Pensacola, a little, um, well, it's not little, it's actually pretty big, a local business called BAM, exclamation mark, snowballs, S-N-O space balls. And they have amazing snow cones. And uh, what happened was, so our producer, our writer, the creator, Elrico Tunstall, he has been going to this BAM snow cone place, Snowball's place for, I think I like looked up on his Facebook profile to see when the first time he like tagged them. And it's been like a long time, like, I don't know, six years or something. So anyways, it's pretty cool because this is his favorite small business in Pensacola. He's been going there for a while. Well, imagine this. Imagine that you have a, a favorite restaurant or favorite place. And then you start creating a movie. And then that business decides to name one of their dishes, or in this case, one of their snow cones, snowballs, after your creation. So yes, now we have a snow cone flavor named after the movie that we're in. It's called Sacred. Um, it's supposed to be like sweet versus sinister. It's so amazing. You guys will have to try it if you're in the area. And if you're not in the area, I don't know, just leave work right now and go go down to Pensacola. Drive on over there, 840 West Michigan Avenue in Pensacola, Florida. And anyways, so I know you guys have heard me talking nonstop about this. 
But I'm sure you're all aware, not this weekend, but next weekend, November 5th, November 6th, that is the premiere of Sacred the Movie. And I'm beyond excited right now. Okay, so that was just my little shout out that I needed to do for Tiffany. Thank you so much, girl. You're awesome. Okay, right now, back to our poetry stuff. So this first poem I'm going to read to you, it's pretty deep. What I'm going to do is give you a little synopsis of just what it's about. Um, and one of the beautiful things about poetry is it doesn't matter what I feel like it's about. If you are listening to it and reading it and you feel it relates to you in a completely different way, perfect. So I wrote this poem about um, a family relationship of mine. I'm not going to really get into the details too much there. Just a family member of mine that I was at odds with and at times I am at odds with love them dearly. So I think a lot of you guys can relate to that, like a relationship. And this one's not a romantic one, obviously, because it's in my family, um, a relationship that hurts me because love is painful. Okay. So here it goes. It's called, You Can't Erase Permanent Markers. Never speak permanent words, expecting them to erase like expo markers. People are not meant to be an etch-a-sketch when you shake them. I, for one, am like a soda with Mentos, in case you haven't noticed. I would advise not shaking me. I won't give you the shirt off my back, but I'll give you the sweater if I have one. When it starts to rain, I won't give you my umbrella but I'll give you the sweater if I have one. You seem to have brought your own shovel and I won't help you dig your own grave. Not when I come prepared for my own battles, uphill, both ways, because I don't do knives or gunfights and you always have a shovel. So yeah, that's, that's that poem. It's, I'm sure you can tell just by how I'm saying it, that it's a very deep one to me. It's kind of like just when you're trying so hard to help somebody and they're struggling and they're causing their own pain and their own anguish and they keep doing it. They keep doing it. And then the words that they say, you can't say things that are permanent, that are hurtful and expecting them to erase like you would just wipe off a whiteboard. Like me, for one, when I say I'm like a soda with Mentos, I would not advise shaking me. The, the most powerful part of that there is when I say, in case you haven't noticed, it's a very passive aggressive way of me saying that you are well aware that I am full of emotions, that when you shake me up, you know this happened. So that part to me is the most powerful because it's like, you know you're doing this to me. You know you're causing me anguish. So why are you doing it? But yeah, so that's the first poem that I was going to share with you guys. Again, it's called um, You Can't Erase Permanent Markers. This next one I'm going to share with you is called Cotton Candy and Debauchery. 
which is also the future perfume line that I'm going to create for Jackie one day. Okay, so title, Cotton Candy and Debauchery. I've followed enough trails of blood to know the smell of cotton candy and debauchery. I want to feel you unravel every last thread of decency that I have. That's the poem. That one is a very powerful one. It's very short. It doesn't need to be much longer. It explains it all, at least in my head. Um, so the same, this one is written a lot in the mind of Jackie. She has followed enough trails of blood, meaning she's followed enough trails of disaster and heartbreak to know the smell of cotton candy and debauchery. Basically, the devil wearing blue jeans. You know, the devil has a pretty face. Like, I know when something looks like it's too good to be true. I know when I'm about to meet a toxic man, okay? Jackie knows that Charles smells like cotton candy and pure debauchery. So does she. Then she goes on to say, basically, you know, she's followed enough of these bad boys around to know she's, she's been through trauma. So she knows this is toxic. I want to feel you unravel every last thread of decency that I have. That's a trauma level that if you don't understand it, great. I'm happy for you. But um, Caitlin and Jackie can both relate to this one. So that's the second one I wanted to read to you. This next poem that I wrote is called Vows. And it is written in the mindset of Jackie referring to Charles. And I will just read it to you. My words flow like breaststrokes, and you've tasted every sentence. Your tongue is a weapon. And I'll throw caution to the wind until death do us part. That's that one. Basically saying that. Charles knows everything she says. He's tasted every sentence. Her love language is absolutely words of encouragement as well as physical touch. His tongue is a weapon, meaning the things he says can hurt her because physical pain doesn't really hurt Jackie anymore. Words do. Words can damage her. Your tongue is a weapon and I throw caution to the wind. She's not even cautious because she trusts him until death do us part. That part is powerful because Charles is fucking married already. It doesn't matter. Until death do us part. Jackie and him have a bond. Alrighty, so the next one I'm going to read to you is kind of along the same lines here, but still in the form of Jackie's mind. Okay. This one is powerful. It's called Safe Word. Tie me up and know that my safe word is in sign language. That's all it is. That, that's, that's the whole poem right there. Tie me up and know that my safe word is in sign language. It's the trust that she has with him saying, listen, my safe word exists. I do have a safe word. I have a breaking point. 
Everybody does. I have one. But I'm going to trust you enough to tie me up. To hold my hand still so I can't even communicate what that safe word would be. Because you're holding that power. That is a freaking level of trust right there to say, my sign, my safe words in sign language. So tie my hands up. It's beautiful to me. Absolutely beautiful. Okay, so this next one I want to share with you guys. This one isn't necessarily about relationships. It's more so, I wrote this one about um, the process of acting and auditioning and being in the film industry and like never giving up. So I'm going to read it to you first and then I'm going to explain it because this one I'm aware is a little bit tricky. Okay. And it's called Bridges Burn. Bridges burn away and crumble like the water that evaporates. I stand at the bottom of this basin and hold my breath. Just to imagine treading water instead of kicking pebbles. So in my mind, this one is somebody who gave up. They were somebody who didn't want to fight the good fight, whatever it is. In this case, it was not me. Like I said, I create characters. Somebody who was too afraid to put themselves out there, too afraid to go through the process of auditioning and trying out and sticking with something. And they're imagining what it would have been like. They're pretending to hold their breath. They're imagining what it would have felt like to be treading water. Because if you're treading water, at least there's hope. There's something you're doing. You're treading the water. You're fighting the good fight. Because I'll tell you right now, the acting industry, filming industry, all that, it ain't easy. You got to keep treading that water. But instead, this person gave up. It's too late. They're at the bottom of this empty basin, kicking pebbles. Because the water's evaporated. There's no water to tread. They burned that bridge away and watched it crumble because it didn't burn fast. Multiple times they could have, you know, kept it up, tried again. But no, they watched that water evaporate. And now they're standing at the bottom of a basin, holding their breath to pretend and imagine what it would be like to still be treading water. And that's freaking powerful to me. So that's one of my favorite ones I've written. This next one I want to share with you guys, um, it's called, I need my glasses. I need my fucking measuring tape or an eye doctor or definitely a shrink. I slammed a glass on the ground and then asked how full it was. That one is about being, um, this one's a lot deeper than it comes off. It's also written in the mind of, of Jackie. She doesn't trust anybody. Somebody could have great intentions, but she doesn't see it that way. She destroys them 
slams everything on the ground, breaks any chance that she could have to trust anybody. And then after it's done, after she no longer has to worry about the what ifs, she says, how full was that glass? Was it half full? Was it half empty? Doesn't matter. She's already destroyed it. So the part about eye doctor, you know, she can see it. And she's making up these excuses like, well, I want to measure the water in this glass to see if it is half full or half empty. No, she didn't need that. Well, I need some glasses because I can't really see how full this glass is. No, she doesn't need that. Or definitely a shrink. Yeah, she needs that. Because she slammed a glass on the ground after it's already done, asked how full it was. So that one's just kind of like a out there one, but so am I. Alrighty, so this next one I want to read to you. This one's mainly in the mind of myself, Caitlin. And it's about the devotion and loyalty that I have to the person that I'm with. So for instance, if this is in the mind of Jackie, so be it. If it's the mind of me, so be it. Okay. And it's called Daggers. I have stared daggers into unknowing eyes that gazed just past you. And I've been jealous of the glass of wine that you sip. But you know me all too well. Scarlet hair, incredibly reckless with the matches. Basically, I'm imagining a girl standing in front of um, a burning car that she's set on fire. And the person that was in that car was somebody who probably innocently was looking past her, man. Just gazing past him. Not even looking at him. But, like, how dare they gaze past her, man. And she's like, well, you know, my bad. Oops. I'm kind of reckless. Oh, well. YOLO. That type of thing. Okay, this next one is also about how I feel I am myself, but also this one really relates to Jackie. Okay. Play, oh, sorry. It's, and this one's called um, A Gazelle on Wobbly Stilts. Plain period polka dot. Pinky up and sip my whiskey. Tower over him like a goddess. A gazelle on wobbly stilts. Fiery hair, wild soul, erotic, and equally erotic. Porcelain skin cold to the bone. Contrast to the petal pink of my lips. Fuck me, goddammit. So yeah, that one just kind of describes the whole um, thing about, I'm a very tall woman. I'm erratic. I'm erotic. Jackie is a very tall woman. She's erratic and very erotic. Towers over her man like a goddess. A gazelle on wobbly stilts. Because I'm not the most graceful. I look graceful. I look graceful. But then I'm in action. 4D. Boom definitely some wobbly ass stilts also i really like whiskey don't give me no girly drink 
pinky up and sip my whiskey. Um, plain period polka dot because there ain't nothing plain about a polka dot for me. So yeah, that's that one, which I really like. Okay, let's see here. Oh, this one's good. Okay. This one is about um, a fictitious person, a fictitional, fictitious person that I created, and she was up to no good. And the way that she got back at somebody was not the best. Um, this person, which we'll just call her Sally, I don't know. Sally basically. When a man broke up with her, she decided to get back at them by sleeping with their best friend. It's fine. Okay, this one is called bro code. I'm a mess. And your bro code served fantastic as a coaster for my whiskey glass. Um, so this one, uh, apparently whoever this girl is, fictitious, also likes whiskey. That comes from, like I said, some things come from my actual mind. That's that one. Um, I'm a mess. She's a mess of a person. She's doing something pretty bad. Um, your bro code, like, you know, dudes always have that, like, code with their their homies. Like, bros before hoes. Like, a dude's not going to bang his best friend's ex-girlfriend, right? Uh, yeah, they are if it's Sally. Because Sally got him drunk and was like, fuck your bro code. I'm going to turn your bro code into a coaster so that I can sip my whiskey on it. And it's just going to get condensation all over your coaster glass. And then I'm going to just like throw the coaster and the glass right off the table and just bang him right there. Or he's going to bang me right on that table. Like, boom. So I really like that one. That one's pretty good. Here's another one about my toxicity. I don't even know the word, God. Okay, how toxic I am. It's called Tesla. I do not have a Tesla because I enjoy the smell of gasoline, which is super toxic, but so am I. And I can't afford one, so there's that. That one's about me. That ain't about Jackie. Jackie's pretty bougie and well off. She drives a black leather interior car because her heart is black. Her soul is black. But um, yeah, so that one's just kind of a joke. Like, oh, I don't have a Tesla. Um, and the main reason, because I can't afford one, but I think it's kind of funny to be like, I don't have a Tesla because I like the way that gasoline smells. And I would miss that opportunity if I had a Tesla because I would never get to fill my car up with gas. And it's super toxic. And so am I. And then I throw in there, you know, the main reason why I don't have one. It's because I can't afford one. It has nothing to do with, with the gasoline. Like, whatever. So there's that one. Ooh, this one's great. This one is called Bucket List. I wrote this one about whenever my husband was deployed in Japan for two years, he came down to visit me. It was October, and we just drove across the United States, like from here to California. And this is the poem. I went through an entire pack of hair ties blowing you across each state line of the Midwest. And that is a bucket list I can live with. They say you can't buy happiness. But it was the best $2 I have ever spent. 
So that one, um, I feel like it's pretty obvious. Basically, I spent $2 to get a pack of hair ties. Um, and I went through the entire pack of hair ties because I was putting my hair up so that I could like blow, blow my man, you know, roadhead while we're driving in the car across each state line in the Midwest. Like, that's just a sexy thing to me. Like, um, okay, one of my bucket lists is to, um, you know, basically just blow my man across each state line of the Midwest. Like, how romantic is that? They say you can't buy happiness, but that was pure happiness for both of us. So that was that one. And this one I wrote, and it's called Silver Lining. I will wear white to my wedding so long as my veil is stitched in silver lining. This one, I'm going to have to explain it to you because it's a little confusing, I'm sure. But um, so the whole idea behind marriage, you know, the whole old tradition, like being a virgin, you know, being devoted to to your man through sickness and through health, all of those things kind of go against like what I believe in my mind. Like it ain't like that. I'm not a virgin. And sickness and health, okay, maybe, but like not all of them, not all the sicknesses. I ain't staying with you through, I mean, like if you get a paper cut, okay, cool. That's through sickness and health. I'll stay with you through that. You got a tummy ache, okay, cool. You lose a leg, that's fine. I'm staying with you. But if you got a weird sickness where you're beating me or leaving me or sleeping with my sister or something or my dad, mm-mm, I'm leaving. So the whole thing of, yeah, I'll wear white to my wedding. I'll go along with that. Like, I'm your wifey. No big deal, you know? Like, yay, we're married. Husband and wifey, super cute. But there's got to be a silver lining here. I got to know that there's a silver lining. And the silver lining is that um, if I have to leave, I can. If you got to leave, you can. Like, this is a marriage and stuff. But the silver lining is knowing that if I got to bounce, I can bounce. It's a weird one, I know. It's a very weird one. It's fine. It is what it is. So that's all the poems I'm going to share with you today because I'm pretty sure that the platform I use, Anchor, only lets me upload 30 minutes at a time. So stay tuned for next time. I don't know what we're going to talk about. It'll come to me in a moment. This has been wonderful. You are listening to Jackie's Heart Podcast, and I am Caitlin Joyce. Thank you.